Welcome to Washoe Life, the podcast about the people who make a real difference right here in Washoe County. I'm your co-host, Nancy Lewin-Hagan. And I'm your co-host, Bethany Drysdale. This whole month is National Donate Life Month, and we're really trying to shine the spotlight on people um, who are giving this gift of life and people who are receiving the gift of life through organ and tissue donation. That's right. Organ and tissue donation are very important to our county leaders and staff. We heard from Dr. Laura Knight earlier this month, our medical examiner. We've got so many fantastic examples and people who are making a difference with this life-saving gift of organ donation and including our guests today. We're going to welcome Lavender and Teresa McKillop, and we very much appreciate both of you for being with us. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for letting me be here. Tell us your story. What, when did this happen? Tell us everything. Okay, so when I was a kid, I was really, really small. I was uh, 4 foot 11 and 75 pounds for seven straight years of my life, from the time I was seven to about the time I was 14. And for the longest time, we didn't know why. We didn't think of anything of it. We just thought that I was a small kid, and that happens sometimes. Uh, but I was abnormally small. I was really, really underweight. And it took a long time to figure it out. But in the summer of 2018, we finally got some hints that there might be something deeper going on. And through a year-long diagnosis procedure, we figured out that I had a condition called autoimmune hepatitis, which meant that my liver was being attacked by my immune system and causing it to inflame and scar up, and it could no longer filter blood anymore. And getting that news was kind of a mixed bag of emotions. Like, it was, it was an insane relief to know exactly what was happening, because for a long time, we just didn't. We had no idea. But once I knew, it kind of dawned on me that, wow, this is serious. I'm going to need a transplant. And then um, about three years later, I want to say, something like that, two years later, um, I got the call from the people at UCSF that's, um, that I had a liver ready and I went down there exactly two weeks after my 16th birthday, and I got a transplant. So I want to set the table where you're hearing Lavender. You are a teenager. Mm -hmm. Lavender's mom is also here as well, Teresa. Hello. And uh, this has to, and, I, and I, I, I'm so appreciative to have you both. Teresa, as a mom, how was it to go through this? It's terrifying to find out that your kid is, is very, very ill. I mean, if you think about it, when, when you're pregnant, you know, people ask, oh, what are you having, boy or girl or whatever, and, and so much, so often the answer is, oh, I don't care as long as they're healthy. And you don't always get a choice. You don't get to determine whether or not your kid is going to be healthy. For a long time, we thought Lavender was healthy, you know? I mean, she looked fine. She was a little small, but everything was good, you know? She didn't look sick. She didn't act sick. She looked like a normal kid who was just small and skinny. And then, you know, when she started having some really distressing um, health complications and we ended up going, you know, it's never a good sign when your pediatrician calls and says, I need you to go directly to the hospital right now 
go directly up to the pediatric floor. Do not check in at the ER. They have a room ready for you. And so and that that happened more than once. That was, um, I, I think it happened a total of like three or four times. Twice. Maybe twice. It felt okay. like more. It yeah, definitely sure. did. It definitely did feel like more. <laughs> wow. I was, I was in and out of the hospital for a while. So how sick did you have to get before you were at the top of the list and able to get a transplant? Well, uh, at the time of transplant, I was, I want to say, eighth on the list. Um, yes. And I managed to get it because um, all of the seven people before me had rejected the liver. And uh, I'm not sure why. I think it was because it w was too large for them. But I don't know. Unfortunately, when we're talking about um, like organ donation, you have a number of factors that go into whether or not um, an organ donor is a good match for a recipient. And at any given time, it could be a matter of a size match, a blood type match, you know, a general like immune system match. It can also be a matter of um, size and health at the time. And the other thing that was kind of going on in the background as Lavender was on the transplant list is COVID. And so you have all of that kind of worked in there, too, to where at any given time, if somebody had gotten sick, I mean, even if you have a cold or a flu and they're asking, can you do your transplant right now? You have to say, no, I can't. I'm sick because they can't do it unless you are as healthy as possible because it just doesn't work out like I mean you don't ever want to do a major surgery on someone if you're not as well and healthy as you possibly can be and thankfully when I got my transplant I was I was about as healthy as I could be uh, at the time despite the fact that the doctors had I not gotten my transplant in time I would have had to get a stent put in and that's a whole procedure and a half it's uh, honestly it's a miracle that I didn't have to have it um done and that I got my transplant when I did. And then I, and to think about all of this and then add COVID, which was stressful for everyone, I, I, I can't imagine. I, I want to ask, was this a live recipient or, or a recipient who had passed? I, I got a deceased donor and I know nothing about my donor, only that they were a little younger than me and that they had passed in an accident of some kind. Wow. We have spoken with um, with other donor recipients, and I know that it can be a, a tough thing as well to understand that you are receiving from somebody else's loss. Uh, but that's that's part of the miracle of this is that life can go on. Can you speak to that at all, um, Teresa? Maybe what it feels like to have the gift of life for your daughter from somebody who unfortunately couldn't. So when when she was doing her donation. It's a very, very emotional time because I, I remember sitting in the ICU, like watching her just starting to wake up from surgery and realizing that because at the time we did get the information that it was um, a deceased donor who had passed in an accident who was slightly younger than Lavender. And that, that really hit me because I knew that there was another mom somewhere, you know, just a few hours away, who had watched her child be hooked up to all the monitors and the, you know, apparatus and the tubes and everything. And that woman had to make the decision to say, 
my child won't live, but yours can. And that is just, I have so much gratitude for the people and the parents and the loved ones who are, are able to donate their, their loved one's organs because a single person can save eight lives with organ donation. And I'm just so lucky and so glad that my daughter has been one of them because I'm truly at this point, if she hadn't had her, her transplant, she likely would not be here. So we are about two years out from this now. Uh, a little under two years. A little under two years. How are you doing? I'm doing honestly incredibly well. I have never felt this good in my life. I have all this energy that I just did not have before. I have grown a lot, literally and uh, figuratively. I mean, with with going through all of this, it's it's a lot. It's it's hard to kind of push through it all. But at the end of the day, it's just it's a night and day difference. Honestly, it feels so so much different than it did and looking back on it I don't even even if I could have survived I don't think that I would have wanted to had this continued as it was it was honestly miserable but now now I feel great I feel amazing do you when you go through this um and I I believe you were connected through donor network west do you work with other families? Do you find comfort? Is there are there people to connect with? There definitely is a support network of um, donor families and recipient families. And um, we were actually very fortunate to meet a number of other families when we were invited by Donor Network West to go to the Rose Parade. And it's so important and so heartwarming because it was just such a a moving experience to be able to talk to the mother of a, a donor who had passed and like it was not our donor and it was just still so important I think for both of us to be able to to have a moment and bond over that shared experience like it's the same process we're just on either end of it and so it's very important that if you're looking at um, either having a loved one who is going to be a donor or if you're a recipient that you do make sure you reach out and find other folks who have gone through that. And I got to talk thankfully to a couple of recipients uh, one of whom was only a couple years older than me and we made great friends and I still talk to them to this day and it's just incredible to know people who've gone through similar things to me and it's honestly it's an experience that just ties people together in a literally inseparable ma manner and, and i would think the other thing it's probably not the easiest thing to talk about and we really appreciate that you're both in here sharing this very personal story of course because the, no matter what the outcome it, it's not easy to share and i i mean i am fortunate in that I'm I'm a very outgoing person. I I like to think that I don't mind sharing anything with anybody else. If somebody came up to me and asked, "Hey, what's what's with the big scar on your stomach?" I would tell them, 
it's from a transplant and I'm lucky to be here because of it. And I'm, I'm fortunate in that I can share that story and that I don't feel discomfort in sharing that story. Um, but I can, I can see that a lot of people just don't feel the same and that's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm just glad that I feel comfortable to do so. The other thing about it is that one of the, the best things that we can do as someone who has benefited from organ donation is to share our story because so many people don't recognize how important it is to sign up to become an organ donor, to have that conversation with your family and your loved ones that, you know, if I'm if I pass, I want you to, you know, donate my organs and make use of those for someone else. And I mean, to to do that, to sign up to be an organ donor, it's literally five minutes at the DMV. And it cannot get easier than that. All you have to do is sign a form, check a box, and you're done. And the fact that a lot of people don't is just a fact of not knowing. It's a fact of ignorance, is that... Um, just a lot of people don't know that you can do that and that it does save so many lives. Well, that's what, exactly why we're so glad that you're here telling your story, because I think people don't think about that. You know, they're in DMV just getting their license, not thinking about the checkboxes, not thinking about the the real decisions that they're ma- making, the real life-saving decisions that they're making in that moment. So we hope that people hear this and, and take some action um, they can go to um, DonorNetworkWest.org for information. I want to hear about the Rose Parade. <laughs> <laughs> so the Rose Parade down in Pasadena uh, was incredibly fun. I had, before then, I'd never been to L.A. I'd never been to that area. Uh, I'd been down to San Diego maybe once, but that's that's all I had ever been even close to there. And to go there for this nationally televised event was honestly kind of a surreal experience it was it was kind of crazy but we checked into the hotel we got to talk to the people at donor network west and they set us up with a beautiful room and a beautiful number of people who we could talk to about this and who had these shared experiences and then i mean I got to decorate and ride on one of the floats at the Rose Parade, and not only one of the floats, but the overall winner. Wow. Hey, hey what year was this, by the way? Uh, that was the beginning of this year, so okay. 2023. So you just did this. Yeah, it was literally less than two, three months ago. Um, it was It was insane. It was incredible to see so many people just watching this and knowing that even my family at home are able to see me and it's just it's incredible so it you know we watch it on tv and how is it smell amazing what's it like it um okay it it smelled incredible it was uh it was amazing um Sadly, I am allergic to pollen, so I had to take like three or four separate decongestants before the parade. Otherwise, I would have just suffocated, I swear. Um, But notwithstanding that, um, it was honestly incredible. And I I sat down on the side um, 
nearest the um, like social media areas where it was being live streamed online. Um, so if if people were watching on like national news and on on television, they probably would not have seen me. But uh, I know some of my friends and some of my family watched it uh, on online, and they saw me waving to them and they sent me a little little snips of me waving at them and it was it was incredible and and where were you i was sitting in the stands watching um it was just so much fun to see my kiddo um just having such a great time and getting an opportunity that Truly, it's once in a lifetime. I, I tried to spot Mama in the stands, but I couldn't. I, there were so many people. I just couldn't see her. Yeah, that's, that's a big event. Yeah, <laughs> So you are 17 now. Yeah, I'll be 18 in a couple months. All right. What's next? What's the future for Lavender look like? Um, I'm hoping that after graduation, I can go to TMCC and get my prereqs out of the way before I move up to Washington and... Hopefully, I can attend uh, University of Washington in um, Seattle and get my master's degree in library sciences because I want to be a librarian as my career. That's awesome. I've, you know what? I have no doubt that Lavender will do exactly what she just said. <laughs> she is tenacious. When I, when I decide that I'm going to do something, there is nothing that can get in my way that will be able to stop me from doing it. Do you think you'll continue to talk about the transplant? Absolutely. It, it could be 20 years down the line, and I'd still tell people how insanely thankful I am that I got that I got my transplant when I did and that so many other people can and often are saved by donors like mine who managed through all of this hardship to make that difficult decision because it's it's a really difficult decision to make like like my mom was saying earlier um it's it's really really hard to see your child hooked up in the hospital and to make that decision in that moment that while my child may not live others might and if if you're an adult it's it's like I said earlier, as easy as going to the DMV and checking a box. And I I want for the rest of my life to push as many people as I can into doing exactly that to just to save so many more people like me. And you and Teresa? Absolutely. Um, I forgot the question. <laughs> just just in the in will you continue to talk about this? Use, you know, it, let's say lavenders up getting her masters and i you know as a parent it's a little bit more difficult for me because there are some times where i know that this is not always my story to tell and that this is lavender's medical history and, and i have to be respectful of what she wants knowing my daughter and knowing who she is and how open she is about things i probably will the other thing is that I have a different perspective on it than she does because I was the caretaker during this whole thing. And that is one of those jobs that you never sign up for, you never volunteer for. And when you do it, you, you have to do it with your whole heart and it can take a lot out of you. Um, and so like 
Lavender is the oldest of five kids. And when she got her transplant, we had to go and stay at um, UCSF in San Francisco. We were there for two months because you have to stay within like 50 miles of the transplant center for that time in case anything were to go wrong. And so I had to leave the rest of my children here while I went and stayed in San Francisco with Lavenders. And on the one hand, it was very nice because I got to spread all, put all of my focus on her. And it was also very difficult to be away from the rest of my children. And how, and what do you think the effect was on them? They have done very well with it for the most part. Um, It was nice that the timing worked out to where her transplant happened at the end of May. So it was over summer. And so they just went with their dad and he took them all kinds of fun places. And, you know, they got to hang out and just have a blast over the summer and was like, we don't need you here, mom. We're fine. So, I mean, they did well. I think it was harder on me than it was on them. And for even even my youngest sibling who didn't really understand what exactly was going on. Um, she seemed to have a lot of fun over the summer and um, and it only kind of was, it, it seemed like it was just a back of the mind thought of like, oh, that's where my mom is, you know? Um, I, I don't think, I don't think it really was all that difficult for my siblings, but it, it was something that just, it, it may have affected them, but I don't think they, like, I don't think they thought of it as a bad thing. Yeah, something like that, it feels like, it, you know, it's so hard in the moment, I'm sure. Um, but for them, a blip on the radar in the long term of life. Um, we really appreciate both of you being here. Thank you for sharing your story. I know that you are saving lives by doing this, so thank you for that. Um, if people want more information, DonorNetworkWest.org can go and find some information. All of April is National Donate Life Month. And we very much appreciate the both of you sharing your stories with us. I'm so glad to be here. Yay. And we appreciate you. We'll be right back here, won't we, Bethany? We'll be here in two weeks with another story from somebody making a difference on life in Washoe County. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>